I have had remote viewers view this and they're blind. And, and by the end of the session, some of these viewers are bawling their eyes out. Well, they were being persecuted. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I can't imagine what their life was like if the, all that was going on between those times, you know? Right, I mean, yeah, I mean, like culturally, they're just from a small village, farming, sheep herding type village, and they're going down in some like structure somewhere on the property or somewhere on the property, and they're receiving messages from uh, this, this whatever apparition, basically putting all this out, information out. The, the prophecy that they gave out was that the Virgin Mary, that was also referred to as Our Lady of Fatima, would appear and perform miracles. Three children in Fatima, Portugal, made a prophecy that Mother Mary would perform miracles on October 13th, 1917. Amazingly, thousands of witnesses indeed saw a miracle of the sun that day. What did they all see in the sky? Is this proof that miracles can happen? What lesser known visions did the children also have that may have been covered up and ultimately uncovered celestial secrets. I'm gonna tell you all about what my remote viewing team saw about the Miracle of the Sun event. And Rob Counts will also tell you his investigative research that shows how prophecy and history combine. Join Rob and me, John Vivanco, on the Metaphysical Podcast for a show that's out of this world. Are you listening to the Metaphysical Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else? Go ahead and leave us that five-star rating and review. It really helps us reach even more people. And remember, you've got to like, follow, and subscribe on YouTube, Rumble, Ganjing World, Twitter, and Facebook. Hey, John, how you doing? Doing good. Doing good. All right. We've got the miracle of the sun today. Um, yes. Fascinating one. Yeah, there's a... 1917, they, the, uh, about, what is it? 70,000 people saw this, um, this miracle in the sky of the sun, just basically like twirling in the sky. There's lights everywhere. Um, and then, and all of this was prophesized by these three children that had gotten messages in Portugal, basically in, in, in 1917, as I said. Yeah, exactly. There were, they were like, um, three children. They were, uh, like they were like farmers, farming families in Portugal. And um, apparently the children were having contact, being visited by the Virgin Mary, like their interpretation, uh, for a period beforehand, before this big event happened that you said. And, and during, this, during these contacts, the children were given um, prophecies and then they were told to like gather the village and whoever else they could to come to this location um, on like around noon on July 13th, 1917. Um, and they would, and the Virgin Mary would show herself. And so people would be subject to something and they didn't know what. And so actually there are these like old, uh, there's old film footage of this, of the people yeah. like, and it's incredible. It's like, they're just like all just milling about standing around waiting for something to happen. Um, and, and the story goes, yeah, like you said, that, that the sun was dancing around in the sky and there were lights swirling around 
and stuff like that. And people were, people were like imbued with the spirit of, you know, the Virgin Mary, I guess, you know, the Marian sightings are kind of a fascinating area because the Catholic church has investigated many Marian sightings, you know, and, and, and I remember like probably back in, it's like 19, late 1990s, um, there had been a report of Marian sightings, like somewhere in the California desert. So what year is this in the eighties? Not ni- like late 1990s. Yeah. Okay. And I don't remember exactly where it was, but I, I would drive out there and, and you would, cause I wanted to see, you know, I want, it's yeah. like, I thought the Marian sightings were fascinating. And so I wanted to see, you know, if, if what was going on here. And so I would go out there with all sorts of like photographic equipment and junk like that. And it's just like, it was like about a hundred people, like every time, like milling about and just, just praying and waiting and staring at the sun. And it was just like fascinating. I never saw anything. I'm, uh, I guess that, you know, by the time I got out there, the Marian sightings had whatever completed or something. I have no idea, (laughs) but I just is fascinating. So if you ever hear of, of anywhere where there's Marian sightings, let me know because I'd love to like travel to that location. Totally. I yeah. mean, it's, it's fascinating that whole thing. And, you know, <clears throat> there's a movie that John was telling me about called Fatima. Um, I unwisely decided to try to watch that movie at like midnight last night. And so I made it literally like 15 minutes in before I was like done. Yeah. You know, because I had a I had a long day yesterday, but um, but it kind of starts to, in the first part of the movie. It's kind of setting the stage of of like what's going on and and these children, right? These kids look like they've seen yeah. a lot more than miracles in their day. Like, yeah, why right? do they look I mean, like they're they're like forty five years old and stuck in eight year old bodies? Can they're probably know? heavy smokers <laughs> or something. Yeah, like like they've seen. They've seen oh, stuff man. like this. This guy in the middle looks like a mob boss. Really, he's I like, know. He, you don't mess with this guy. No, I mean, look, the girls have the same like eyes and brow too. Yeah, like just like brow, like square eyes. Yeah, they're not. They're not messing around. Like, and look at her hands on her hip. She's ready to. She's ready to go to battle. Like, you want right. these guys on your side. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, like culturally, they're just from a small village, farming, sheep herding type village, and they're going down in some like structure somewhere on the property or somewhere on the property. And they're receiving messages from mm. uh, this, this whatever apparition. Um, and, and actually, you know, what's, what's, what's really kind of interesting about it is that, um, later on they became very devout catholics of course and and so when you get to the the pro actual prophecy side they not it wasn't just the prophecy around when they should gather everybody to this location to to witness this event it was like it was it was other prophecies three other prophecies as well but but they became such devout catholic i'm sure they were beforehand that the Catholic Church, when 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 you are a devout Catholic and and you're a nun or whatever, your anything that's told to you from the higher up is basically the word of God. When you're in that deep in that structure, and so so when you get to the actual prophecies, we don't know. 
100% if they're tweaked a bit or a lot by the authorities in the church. And, and there's a lot of secrecy going on in there. There's so. a lot of secrecy going on and, and, and we don't know like exactly what was said. So there's an interesting thing around that just in general, um, sure. because there's a lot of conspiracy theories around what was truly said versus what the Catholic church said about these things. Not just like, see the last one, the last prophecy was withheld for God, for a very long time and only revealed in, I think, the year 2000, while the others were revealed earlier. So, so the prophecies are kind of fascinating. And, and I, 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 I go down this sort of thought path of like, if, if they didn't have an idea of Catholic faith and they had this experience that you, that let's just say was a truthful experience how would they interpret it, right? Why does it have to get interpreted within the confines and construct of Catholicism? That's what I don't, that's what I don't quite get here. Yeah, authoritative control over these things seems to, that's very meddlesome if you think about it, yeah. especially if this is a genuine experience. I mean, the first experience that I remember hearing about that one of the children had was they see Mother Mary or what they think is Mother Mary. Um, she basically says, I'll prove to you that I'm real, you know, uh, and she encourages them to bring everyone to a certain spot at a certain time. And she starts crying. Mother Mary starts crying and says, please don't offend God anymore. He is already very offended. And then sort of disappears. This is what I remember. Wait, 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 what was this? What, what, like, where was this? This is one of the kids. This is the one of the kids said this. Huh? That's one of the articles I read. <laughs> I was just looking for the article. I can't, I can't like, I was trying to pull it up. I could, yeah. I could try to provide a link, but. No, that's all right. I was just curious. Like, I, I was like, wow, is this a different miracle? I mean, I, no. I, I thought you were going to talk about one of the miracles where, where there's a Marian statue crying. It's like been crying for 30 years. And then they find these like little, this little water pipe going through her head. <laughs> God, that, that really bothers me when they, <sighs> when they do stuff like that, you know? You don't need to do that, you know, just let like let them the real miracles happen for real. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I found this cool article that I can bring up. Uh, it discusses kind of it's it's from this website called um, Snopes. Was it Snopes? <laughs> no, no. It's called the Catholic News Agency. OK, uh. but what I thought was interesting about this isn't. You know, sometimes these agencies, of course, are trying to um, prove the the miracles. So there is a there is a a little bit of a slant, you could say, according to journalistic um, integrity. But what's in here is really interesting because if you <clears throat> if you scroll down, they're actually talking about what the general um, uh, environment was like in Portugal at the time. And it lines up with some of my other research, and I kind of want to maybe just discuss it really briefly. Yeah. There was a newspaper it's talking about 
Okay, so here, uh, this paragraph, it says, A few years before, a revolution had led the establishment of the first Portuguese Republic in 1910, and a new liberal constitution was drafted under the influence of Freemasonry, <clears throat> which sought to suppress the faith from the public life. Catholic churches and schools were seized by the government, and the wearing of clerics in public, the ringing of church bells, and the celebration of public religious festivals were banned between 1911 and 1916. Nearly 2,000 priests, monks, and nuns were killed by anti-Christian groups. We're talking about the lead-up to this miracle of the sun being what you could say something that would severely offend God if what they saw in that in that vision was true. Right. Um, That's fascinating. And I've huh. never now this is what I thought was interesting is have you like in the states you never see direct references to this secret society. Right. But here they're actually taking part in what seems like a suppression of according to this Catholic news agency. Now could they be being more conspiratorial and these were actually other groups, but they know that the heads of these groups were a part of Freemasonry? Maybe. I don't know. But them being mentioned directly is very strange. And yeah. then also, also in my research, like if you if you read some books about like how the world revolution started, like how communism started, you will find that Portugal was one of the OGs and where they were experimenting right. with some of these secret societies. Right. We're talking about this group called the Martins, the Martinsens, Martinses, excuse me. Um, and uh, even to this day, the root of Freemasonry and, and, um, and these groups that go back to the 1700s, they happened in Portugal. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's very, that's very, very, very conspiratorial. I mean, they sound like a modern day conspiracy, conspiracy theorist um, to bring that up back, back then. I, I, mean, I believe in, big, I believe in Bigfoot too. So. Right. Exactly. That's kind of fascinating. I did not know that. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, this was just like, imagine if we dug into this a little bit more, I'm scared to know what I would find, but like, that right. doesn't sound good at all. I mean, when you're talking about suppression at that level, this is 1917. Yeah, exactly. That's quite early for, for this kind of stuff to be going on. And we're talking about like, like the just stopping of, of religious services and stuff and a suppression where people are being killed. I mean, this isn't the Roman emperors. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? It's 1917. Right. Okay, so yeah, tell me a little bit more about the miracle of the of the sun, and I guess exactly exactly what happened here, and then I think we can talk into uh, talk about some of the theories that that people have come up with about what was really going on. Well, so so with the miracle of the sun, it was also called the miracle of Fatima, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 it was the three. Th the, obviously the three shepherd children who were it was uh, who were basically putting all this out information out Lucia Francisco and Jacinta and the the prophecy that they gave out was that the Virgin Mary that was also referred to as Our Lady of Fatima would appear and perform miracles on uh, that date I think that was October 13th yes yeah it was mm -hmm. right so the all the newspapers like were were 
were publishing um, testimony from witnesses afterward who showed up there. I mean, you what you said, like it was like 70,000 people showed up mm-hmm. to watch yeah. this thing occur. Um, so all the newspapers were publishing testimony for them. And, and so they claimed that they saw extraordinary solar activity, like the sun was zigzagging um, in the sky and then careening towards the earth. And then also just shooting out multicolored lights and all these different colors. So apparently, I think it lasted around 10-ish minutes or so with people witnessing this. And people are, you know, falling down crying and praying because it's And there's pictures cold. of this. And there there's are pictures of this. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny because when I look at the pictures and I look at the, like the old films of this stuff, or there's probably only one film, um, the moving pictures of it, it's all black and white and dingy yeah. and dark. And then you look at the pictures of the kids and they're all and depressed and like, and you well, just go, they were really, being persecuted. <laughs> What? Yeah, like I, I mean, I can't imagine what their life was like if the, all that was going on between those times, you know? Yeah, I, a hard life, definitely a yeah. hard life. But it's so it's such a it's such a juxtaposition for me to hear the description versus like looking at the photos and the people because they're just they just all look super depressed in black and white there. So it was in um, um, November, like following November. Um, the there was a local bishop who opened up a canonical investigation of this particular event so so you know we went around interviewing witness accounts and and whether any of these uh, revelations were like part of or can be put into catholic uh theology like they were trying to understand you know if, if people were just having a mass hallucinations like the the dancing plague or something and, or something truly amazing happening. So, so one of the local priests, I think was, who was investigating it was, was um, convinced that something did happen on the solar phenomena side, because there's so many people just reporting the same thing on the, on the skeptical side. um, People did not believe them from the standpoint of, well, they were staring at the sun for so long. (laughs) (laughs) Starting to hallucinate collectively, right? Yeah, basically starting to hallucinate collectively. And, and so really like what this came down to was the, the church to either confirm it or not. Right. Um, And, and they had to go through basically everything in order to, understand this and that's when the the um the what was it the prophecies from the children came forward you know um there were i think three three prophecies um well four there you know honestly like we don't really know how many prophecies there were because when you get right down to it the church will say whatever so the prophecies obviously the first prophecy was or prophecy zero was the one of Mary showing up. Um, And the first one, the first prophecy, now these were given to the children like before this big event happened with everyone. So the, the first prophecy was, was the children were shown hell like a, or a hellish realm. In fact, I can, I can actually read in, in Lucia's memoir, which was published in 1941 
who was one of the children who witnessed the event, she said that Our Lady showed us a great sea of fire which seemed to be under the earth. Plunged in this fire were demons and souls in human form, like transparent burning embers, all blackened or burnished bronze, floating about in the conflagration, now raised in the air by the flames that issued forth within themselves together with the great clouds of smoke, now falling back on every side like sparks in a huge fire, without weight or equilibrium, and amid shrieks and groans of pain and despair, which horrified us and made us tremble with fear. It was like written by her in this way where it's like she's in it, like she's seeing it. She says the demons could be distinguished by their terrifying and repulsive likeness to frightful and unknown animals, all black and transparent. She said that this vision lasted really just an instant. It was very fast. And then, you know, she goes on to thank the Heavenly Mother to, to prepare us by showing us, prepare us for what could happen if we don't follow um, the, 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 the um, ordinance of heaven so they can get into heaven. So that was like the first one, which was really, I don't know, prophecy of hell. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that photo of the kids was taken right after that prophecy because they sure looked right. like they had seen hell in that photo. Well, that was the thing, you know, that's it's like if you don't follow um, the teachings, then that's where you're going to end up. And so that was, you know, I guess you can call it a prophecy. And then you've got um, the second secret. Now, the second secret is like like. We're getting into like interpretation on these things now, but the second yeah. secret is is basically saying that if communism doesn't accept the Catholic Church, then horribleness will befall them, right? Which you know, fall of communism. Um, so if they didn't accept it, you know, they were going to be destroyed. Which you know, we did see that. Um, I think this was what 1941 so uh, or 1917 sorry um so yeah right so we don't know if that was true or not ultimately whether it was a true um uh, prophecy or not because we just don't know well and communism is still around but it could have been referring to the communism in portugal which did get kind of shooed away after this event it could be it could be russia like a lot of people believe that it was referring to russia the USSR stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's 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 kind of um, like I say. It's like I don't I don't really trust what's put out with the prophecies because I mean I I believe I believe in prophecies. I believe that people have prophecies. I believe that people can sure. know what's going to happen. Now, like from a remote viewing perspective, we see things from this perspective of before other things impact it, right? Like we don't see things if everything went through an impact process of it. We only see things from this point in time, okay? I, I hope that makes sense. Like when something, when an event occurs, before that event occurs, there are all sorts of things that can impact the outcome of that event. We always see it like, before anything impacts it, which means that the future event can be a lot different than what you remote viewed. Um, and so I don't ever take remote viewing the future unless you're very, very close to it as being anything accurate. 
Right. Right. But when you get to um, when you get to prophecy, prophecy, a lot of that stuff seems to, well, be, oh, yeah, that's going to happen. Or that did happen just the way they said it was going to happen. Um, and so I, th- I always find that interesting about, like, you know, there, there is a difference between prophecy and remote viewing the future, in other words. Um, now, the third secret, the, the third secret is the most controversial one. Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of theories surrounding that one, which uh, people were stating that originally Lucia wrote it down on one piece of paper, and then the Vatican later called it four pieces of paper, right? So there's also even conspiracy theories about the later Lucia looking a heck of a lot different and acting a heck of a lot different than the no. earlier Lucia. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so you've got these sort of, uh, things that people can grab onto to go, wait, nothing seems like it's real here. Um, John, did you ever see, I'm sorry, I have to ask you before you keep going. Have you ever seen that video of the Pope coming out to greet, greet people? And then he turns around and backs up and just totally disappears into the, like, just totally disappears. No, I didn't see that. I think we should I think we should pull that up and look at it just because was that a, was that a miracle? <laughs> no, it's no, it, it's like a, a either a glitch in the matrix. They have a hologram machine that they're using. Right. Like the Vatican's not telling us about or I don't know what it could have even been. Honestly, to be fair, it could have even been some type of tech tech glitch where he's there. And then all of a sudden there's a space. But the two but the two parts are lined up and then you're seeing the black of what's behind him. Right. Um, right. This video is, is like a lot of people have tried to figure this video out because it's really, really bizarre. Is it, is it, it's like, you know, when people claim that, that, well, the news reporters are reptilian because the, the pixels went wonky and that made the oh, eye that, into it. That kind of drives me crazy when people do yeah. that. Like that's yeah. like when you when you especially like with the, the older, internet does weird things, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, this is this is way, way better, actually. Okay, yeah, we were actually, you know, what makes this even more compelling is it was much easier to find this video on YouTube. Um like when when it happened and it seemingly has been sort of scrubbed but you can see him turn around and then boom gone do you see that and he huh. slowed it down so that you can see it it's like there and then boom vanished right into oh, he, thin he air faded he faded once one frame there yeah he faded out in one frame and then was gone the next so people think you know this is this is of course uh you know spiraled into conspiracies that the right. that the Vatican has a hologram machine um or something uh but you know i just thought that was somewhat interesting as you were talking about uh these prophecies uh, because there's other there's other phenomena that go on that's pretty pretty interesting around the the catholic church you know right right well i mean you know like the, the scientific world really went after the whole fatima event um because you know, the sun can't dance around like that. If the sun can dance around like that, everybody would have seen it across the earth. And what, you know, ultimately they came to the conclusion that, that people were just mass hallucinating and, and just making believe something was there because of the, um, the, the infectious fervor of the crowd, right? 
And so I feel like that is the most annoying response to an event like right. that. Right. Well, it's kind of like um, when J. Allen Hynek would start, would, you have like a hundred witnesses from a community in UFO lore, right? And they all see the same stuff happening over a, a period of time of, of ships up close and aliens even. And then Project Blue Book Air Force sends in um, J. Allen Hynek to investigate. And he yeah. goes in front of the media and said it was swamp gas. Right? And <laughs> everybody in the community boy. is going, huh? <laughs> it's yeah, like... The- ridiculous the old swamp gas excuse um they they often use weather balloons for every sighting of of ufos right right you know one of the one of the articles that i read was talking about how the catholics did send in their investigators and one of the reasons they were willing to accept this as being a legitimate miracle is that it wasn't just the folks in fatima uh in the area uh altogether that saw it that right. there were even even miles and miles away, there were people that had seen the same thing happen at the same time. And so they were like, wow, then it wasn't just in that area. It couldn't have been mass hallucination because we have people three miles away who saw it. So this must have been a legit thing. Right, exactly. You know? and, and, and the fact that the church actually um, went in and, and verified it, that is pretty amazing to me. Right. It's pretty amazing to me. Now, of course, they could verify something for political gain or or verify something to get more people like on their side or whatever. But it's a you know, there, there, there has to be something to it. Right. If they did do that. So the third secret of Fatima was yeah. not released until the year 2000. Right. Like the other ones, I can't remember when they were released, but they were released much earlier. The Vatican decided we can't tell people about this because it's 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 too controversial. Right. It's yeah. I just don't like when like let us decide. Why are you doing that? Right. Exactly. I mean, what could be so controversial? Also, it's not your information to protect, by the way. It's not. Well, I mean, it was so Lucia. Like she wrote, they want, apparently Lucia didn't want to write it down. She did not want to write the third prophecy down. So she says, and they made her write it down eventually. And she gave it to the, the authorities and they said, don't speak of this, told her not to speak of it. And then they also didn't speak of it either. They just kept it under lock and key. So in 2000, well, let's go to 1981 first. 1981, it was, yeah, so Pope John Paul II was shot in St. Peter's Square. If you remember right. that, you know, he's yes. like riding around in the Pope Mobile, like the golf cart or whatever it was. And a Turkish man shoots him. Um, he was hit, I think he was hit in the stomach. He was hit in the arm, hand. I think he got shot three times. Man. He survived that, right? Um, and then in the year 2000, so this is 1981, then in the year 2000, they claimed that the third secret was on his attempted assassination. The year 2000, they said that. Okay, so here you have like, wow, you have many years pass between the two here. And, and what's going on here? Like this really raised the eyebrows of journalists, of everybody really like... It, it just screams we're trying to hide something, right? Absolutely, 100% screams we're trying to hide something. 
So, yeah, that was the third. That was the third prophecy. Okay, I mean, personally, I'm sure they're trying to hide something, but I could see an argument being made for people not like the Catholic Church not wanting to tell people that, so that people go then try to like assassinate and yeah, and fulfill sure. the prophecy. Right. Maybe. But 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 wait a second. Why even make this about Catholicism? Why why look <laughs> why is it? Yeah, why is it about <laughs> Catholicism? Like okay, so let's just say that this whole thing is a for real thing, right? And you've got Virgin Mary, right? Mother Mary. Okay, so for one thing, who is that? Is it just a strictly Catholic iconographical like iconography sort of thing that is only for them and that all of the prophecies are only for the Catholic people and all the prophecies only relate to the Catholic church. I mean, here we are, like if, if we're talking about something real, we're talking about a higher dimensional being. Wouldn't the higher dimensional being be like concerned about all beings on the planet of all different types of belief systems as opposed to just the catholic why would it focus only on the catholic and say like well you guys better be careful because the pope is going to get, <laughs> it's going to get shot and he is your main connection to god see this is what the the catholic yeah. church has placed themselves as the intermediary right and gosh like why is it all these like rulers like constantine a bunch of like then there was the holy roman empire uh or emperors or popes or whatever they're always trying to be the guy between right. i'm you know preordained to be the guy between god and you right exactly so so here's where i have a really big problem like if this whole thing wasn't like some social engineering event for the catholic church then if it's real, they took it and turned it into a social engineering event for them, right? Because only the higher beings will speak to the Catholic Church, the authorities, and be concerned about the Pope when, you know, we know the darkness that's behind all of that. Please tell me you remote viewed what this third prophecy was. Not just that. We remote viewed the actual event, so-called okay. event. All right, all right. Don't 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 go there yet. There's no, still a few things we need to get we need to get through. But okay, so <clears throat> what was this thing, and what are some of the common theories out there about it? Um, so this is kind of interesting. There's people who have been trying to figure out what some possible explanations for the miracle of the sun are all these years. Okay. Which I don't necessarily believe. And it kind of bothers me that people are always trying to debunk miracles, but it's still worth talking about. Some of these are still worth talking about. Okay. So some people think the miracle of the sun, like the scientific community thinks the miracle of the sun was somehow a more complicated version of a sun dog. Okay. Right. Now with the rainbows now, coming off of it and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. But what I kind of love about that, um, about that uh, prediction or whatever is that it doesn't actually explain how the kids knew that it would happen at that exact moment and were able to get 70,000 people. It's not just that. It's not just that. It's like you're talking about people who probably spent most of their lives outside and would see sun dogs. This, I would expect 
people today to go outside and go, oh my God, it's it's the Virgin yeah. Mary dancing around the sky because they never actually look at the sky. You got to, you know... <laughs> I mean, come this on, is that's the, like the this worst is the, the, explanation yeah. ever. This is the Snopes explanation of what happened. Right. Let's be honest, right? Okay. Now, there's a guy who put in a lot of legwork named Jose Barboza Mercado, who, okay, it was a, it, it, in 2008, he, he gained access to the archives to study the photographs. Uh, you know, the negatives on glass were in fairly good condition. He used the photographs to show that the objects in the sky should not be confused with the sun. He also uh, quotes eyewitnesses. And according to Jose, the photographs show uh, the onlookers were not looking at the sun, but at another object that appears to be giving off light. Now, if that weren't enough, this is a little bit interesting. I found another miracle that's, that's something similar. And I actually think this thing needs to be looked into more. It's called the miracle of the sun in Medjugorje. I actually pronounced that correctly. I looked up the pronunciation. Lindsay would be proud of me. But uh, there's a little bit, there's more. Okay. So like um, the sun miracle takes place daily here over the skies of Medjugorje. Most afternoons, the sun seems to zigzag and dance around the sky, move quickly toward the earth, send out beams of light in different colors and do other strange things. And this happens so often that nobody knows why this miracle gets so little attention. Um, six local children reported seeing visions of the Blessed Mary in 1981. Medjugorje has uh, become an unofficial Catholic, Catholic pilgrimage site. Tons of people go here. Now, this is in Bosnia, mind you, okay? So, Medjugorje is in Bosnia, Herzegovina. So, that area, actually, after all of this came out, uh, there was a lot of people contesting what was going on in this area, and for a period of time, people were uh, rejected from even being able to go near this site. And this happens quite often. I mean, we're talking about every day. I even watched videos of this, and you can see the sun blinking in the sky. People have videos of it now. So, you can see this spectacle in the sky um this one seems like it could be more since it's happening so frequently something going on in the in the area which could be nothing it could be scientific yeah. or or you know um more physics based but it could also be something that we don't quite understand like an anomaly right. with a certain recipe of 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 things that we don't understand right right so this does this happen today? These like current time, allegedly, huh? Yeah, every day. That's interesting. And we'll no one's heard, like no one's talking about it. No one's heard about it. It's an unofficial Catholic miracle site. Right, right. Well, you know, when you get into, um, well, I guess I can't. It was Bosnia Eastern Bloc country? Um, yeah. So when you get into the Eastern Bloc countries, Armenia, Bosnia, um, places like that they're really like unexplored from that, from that, the weird standpoint than the Western countries. It's like, there's, there's, I'm sure that there are like lost civilizations. Like you can probably do groundwork and find remnants of things there as well as all sorts of really strange UFO sites and stuff like that, that are just, just untouched. Well, everybody's, everybody's wondering, what actually happened 
at the miracle of the sun and oh, what yeah. happened with the third prophecy. So you guys at home, this one, yeah, I've been, you know, John every once in a while will task me on something and I'll try to remote view it and see what I get. And one of the first things that he did, he tried to task me on was the miracle of the sun back in the day. And I told <laughs> I him did, what I huh? thought. Yeah. And I was like seeing the weirdest stuff. Like I was seeing, I was seeing objects like super close up, like almost microscopic. But then there was this one, one scene that I got of a guy being amazed and looking into the sky. I, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, I think you I think you got a glimpse of it. Right. You were tapped in. You were on the signal line. Yeah. You know, like sometimes in remote viewing, it, be hard, it can be hard to like, since you're blind, <clears throat> you really don't know where to go or what to do. And so oftentimes you'll get the periphery of things um, as opposed to like the main event. Um, and it, what's interesting is that I will... Um, I've given this out a lot. I've remote viewed it myself and I've, I've had others remote view it. And, and a lot of people will go to the crowd because this is a lot of energy, the emotions of the crowd, they'll, they'll kind of stick around in there in the crowd. And then some people will go to like what's happening in the sky. And then some people will go to what it is that's behind it. What is creating this phenomena? So, so yeah, there was a phenomena. Obviously there was a phenomena because people experience something. Now, what was it? Was it hallucination? Was it <clears throat> some kind of natural phenomena? What was it? So the gist of the data on that front has to do with higher dimensional realm and a higher dimensional being. When, when, when you hear of like Mother Mary, it's like Mother Mary is a, is a representation of a very highly evolved, compassionate energy, right? That is what it is. When you have beings or energies in a higher realm, it can, it can create how it wants you to perceive it, right? It can like, so when you get to the Catholics, they will perceive it that compassionate being as being the Virgin Mary or Mother Mary, right? That's what they will do. If you have that same being show up in um, Japan or China, they could, they could, uh, or a Buddhist in Buddhism, they could, right, translate as Kuan Yin or Kanon, because it's the same. There's no difference, right? So when you get to that realm, that space, it's universal as opposed to we only exist within the confines of the Catholic church, right? And it's not just for, it's for everybody, right? Not just. And so what these beings were doing, what this, you can say, when I say beings, it's like, I'm talking about a realm. I'm talking about like, there's no beings. There's only one, but this right. one is showing and, and, and giving people compassionate, loving energy. And that's what they were experiencing. Like I have had remote viewers view this and they're blind. And, and by the end of the session, some of these viewers are bawling their eyes out because there is such an immense being an immense energy that begins to come into them, that begins mm -hmm. to flow into them. And they know exactly what they're viewing. They are viewing the realm of pure love, the realm of pure compassion, the realm of, of beings mm. who are so interested in, in caring 
and helping for other helping others that they connect into it and it comes and flows into them. So that's what they experienced. That's truly what they experienced, which is absolutely fascinating. Now, when you, so I would say this is a real thing. This truly did happen. Like they were experiencing this. It was a portal to another energetic dimension flow. So awesome. Right. Now it's like, like, but, but, but it's like put within the confines of Catholicism, but it's sure. not that, right? Mm. It's a conceptual framework for it. So when you get to the, the, the prophecies and the only prophecy we looked at was the last one. Now, I don't necessarily believe, I believe that the first two are probably been messed with quite a bit, but the last one was the most interesting because they held off on it for so long. So when we look at that one, we've looked at it a lot too. It literally talks about not the Pope getting shot because this is not a Catholic thing. Right. It talks about a worldwide catastrophic event. <laughs> That's what we see every time we look at it. We see the skies like kind of roiling, like it's describing something of the skies roiling. It's black, it's dark, which, which, which kills a lot of people, which a lot of people die. It's like a major cataclysm, which, which takes us to like what the Catholics call the three days of darkness. So I would say that like the data that we have on that last prophecy references something like the three days of darkness. And, and so here you have this, this, this event where these people receive this like amazing energy flow. And then on the back end of it are prophecies for, for things. One of those being a potential future event. Interesting because like, for instance, when we looked at the sky stone, if you know what the sky stone is, I think I spoke of it before. It was oh, like, yeah. in fact, it's one of the videos too on, on rise TV that I, uh, I think it was on crashes of the visitors. Mm. The sky stone was part of a, of, of some construct of some type of craft who was, which was doing kind of a similar thing, doing kind of a similar thing a very long time ago. The sky stone was found in Sierra Leone, Africa, and um, only in one area. It was it was it was investigated by gemologists through the GIA, and it was found to have material properties in it that are unlike anything on Earth. And when we remote viewed, like what that was, what was what was that from? Is that we <laughs> literally remote viewed this blue craft that was like pyramidal in shape. And it was like God's eye was in the center of it. Whoa. Now it's like, when you, yeah. So it's the pyramid with the eye, right? So when you get to like human, uh, humans appropriate that, it originally actually came from a very clean, good source, but then humans appropriate it. And then DARPA uses it. They, they put it on the dollar bill. It's like part of our idea of a control structure when originally it wasn't. And, and this particular craft was kind of doing the same thing, but at the turn of another age, mm. right? So it was can it was like connected into a higher realm, higher source. And the people that saw that would have received the same kind of amazing, like compassionate love, strive for higher, um, heavenly aspirations, um, inspiring as opposed to 
the self-serving, like you're going to go to hell side, right? So very, very polar opposite thing. So I was doing the same thing. And also warning of a cataclysm to come as well. Right. So, so it's like what we see with this, with this, uh, with the Fatima event is similar to that, that we've seen that happened a very, very long time ago, probably like 12,000 years ago. That was like the beginning of another age here on earth where there's, uh, something from a higher realm coming to tell people. And you hear the story of it with Atlantis as well, to give people a higher, like inspirational line and then say, Things are about to be destroyed. <laughs> so this is what we saw with that. I mean, that was 1917 and, you know, we haven't had like a major cataclysm, but. Yeah, I, I had forgotten that the three days of darkness thing was that was like Catholic lore. But I do recall that. Right. Um, and, you know, this has been talked about even over the last five or six years where people are like thinking that's going to happen soon, you know. Right. Um, of course, this kind of stuff is always circulating around and coming back in over and over know. and over again. Right. Yeah. You never know. Um, but oh, wow. so like we're talking about real events and we're talking about uh, this prophecy being one that is again, I just I find it strange that what what is it like? Why keep that from people? Why is the Catholic, Catholic Church governing what information we're getting and not? Yeah, I mean, it, it, like it could be. Um, because they don't want to panic people, right? I don't know. But then again, there have been other so-called saints, prophets, whatever, that the Catholic Church has accepted with those words that have said the same kinds of things about, because a lot of the three days of darkness stuff comes from like future prophets, right? As opposed mm -hmm. to original, I mean, there's reference to it, I think in, in the Old Testament or something um, in Revelations, um, but I think a lot of it is coming from the whole mystical Catholic side of prophets who have mm. said more about it. Um, and, and so what I kind of take it as that, you know, we didn't necessarily see is quite possibly there's sort of a time frame in there in the prophecy, right? Quite possibly there's something even more specific than what we can get with remote viewing data, right? Right. Yeah. Because, you know, I got to say, like, I'm talking about like, you know, 10 to 15 different remote viewers throughout the years have remote viewed what that final prophecy was. And it always comes back the same as being very equivalent to that three days of darkness. Wow. Now, you know, I mean, when you get into like the idea of what can cause that, there are a lot of things that can do that, I guess. I mean, there are, there are a number, not a lot of things, but a number of things, natural catastrophe to human made catastrophe that you yeah, can like, like an EMP. insert over it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, what did you guys at home think about this discussion on the miracle of the sun? Do you guys have your own miracles that you've experienced that are similar where you've, you know, you've felt this kind of loving compassion that John talked about? We'd love to hear from you guys um, and hear, you know, what you've experienced or or if there's another miracle even that you guys would like us to cover. Um yeah, this has been an awesome episode. Uh, John, thanks so much for revealing all of that and for, you know, for kind of going through this story with us. And for those of you at home, I uh, hope you enjoyed this. Thanks for being with us. And uh, we hope you guys, you know, thought this was as out of this world as we did. 